Welcome to Friendship with God. Today, Tom Cantor will teach us from Genesis chapter 9 about Noah and the rainbow and how it's a beautiful plaque in the sky that tells us of God's reluctance to judge and harm us, but also shows his desire to do good and save us. Now, our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, here on Friendship with God, has put together a tremendous study and reference Bible. It's the Friendship with God King James Study and Reference Bible. It's available for $89.99, and it's a tremendous way to improve your friendship with God by studying the Bible with this great Study and Reference Bible put together by Tom Cantor. So call us for this $89.99 Study and Reference Bible, which includes shipping and handling, 800-247-3051. 800-247-3051. You can also order it online with our resources and bookstore that's available at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org. You'll also find many of Tom Cantor's other materials for purchase, as well as thousands of resources from his Creation Museum, all available online at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also donate online to support this Bible teaching radio program staying on this station in your city. We need your support to continue airing at friendshipwithgod.org. Please donate or again call us at 800-247-3051. 800-247-3051. Now here's our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, on Friendship with God. Father, we are greatly a needy people. We need our God. We need Him this morning. We need you this morning, Lord. We need you to calm the storms of our hearts Lord, we need you to open our ears and our eyes that we might see the Lord Jesus Christ because we know that when we see him, that he will be to us the Prince of Peace. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, follow along, please, as I read here in Genesis chapter 9, verse 11. Genesis 9, 11. And I will establish my covenant with you. Neither shall all flesh be cut off any more by the waters of a flood, neither shall there any more be a flood to destroy the earth. And God, Elohim, said, This is the token of the covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations. I do set my bow in the cloud, and it shall be for a token of a covenant between me and the earth. And it shall come to pass when I bring a cloud over the earth that the bow shall be seen in the cloud. And I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. And the water shall no more become a flood to destroy all flesh. And the bow, however you say it, bow, bow, shall be in the cloud. And I will look upon it that I may remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, this is the token of the covenant which I have established between me and all flesh that is upon the earth, and the sons of Noah that went forth out of the ark, were Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and Ham is the father of Noah. These are the three sons of Noah, and of them was the whole earth overspread. Now we'll jump down, because we've covered some of this already, to verse 12. And God shall enlarge Japheth, which means to one who spreads abroad, and he shall dwell in the tents of Shem and Canaan, and shall be his servant. And Noah lived after the flood 350 years. In all the days of Noah were 950 years. Now, we started again because we've been covering this subject. 
our last study, to look at this remarkable statement that God made about the rainbow. There are no less in this passage here, and so I read it again, six verses from verse 12 to 16 dedicated to the rainbow. So, the thing, so, so what we're supposed to get from that is if God takes up six verses in his Bible just talking about the rainbow, then we need to look carefully at what he's saying about the rainbow and make sure that, we just, that our take-home message from these verses is that there's going to be pretty colors in the sky. So first of all, in verse 12, God introduces and he identifies the rainbow with the word token. He says it's a token. This is the token, he said, of the covenant. Then God speaks of the covenant as very personal. He said, this is a covenant which I make between me and you, Noah. And then he speaks of the permanence of the covenant. He calls this a covenant for perpetual generations. And then notice in verse 13 that God speaks of the rainbow as something of his own. And the setting of the rainbow, he speaks of some, as something that is his own work. He said, I do set my bow in the cloud. And then God repeats the purpose of the rainbow when he says, it shall be a token of a covenant. And whenever in the Bible God wants to emphasize something very important, he repeats it. That's what my wife does too. <laughs> she was repeating something to my little granddaughter, Grace. And she was only about four years old. And she looked up at Cheryl and she said, got it, got it, got it. <laughs> so God wants us to look up to him and say, got it, got it, got it. But, okay, so, <laughs> so what we are reading is very, very important and not to be skipped over. And so you notice in verse 14 how God speaks about when the rainbow would be seen, something would happen. And he says, and it shall come to pass when I bring a cloud over the earth that the bow shall be seen in the cloud. So you can see here that God is speaking about the clouds as something he brings over the earth. Clouds are sent by God. They don't just happen. Clouds are sent by God. They're brought over the earth, he says, when I bring a cloud over the earth. And then notice in verse 15 how God says that the purpose of the rainbow is for him to remember his covenant. He says, and I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you. So you notice in verse 16 how God again repeats what he has said because it's very important. And every time the rainbow appears, he says, he will look at it, and he will remember his covenant. He says, quote, I will look upon it that I may remember the everlasting covenant. And then notice in verse 17 how God finishes the subject of the rainbow by again telling us the purpose of the rainbow. This is the token of the covenant which I have established. Now, what are we to take home from these six verses? What's our take-home message? Well, first of all, five times in these verses, God has said the rainbow is a token or a memorial. 
It's a token or memorial. As a matter of fact, that's what the word token means. It means a memorial or a monument, if you like to think of it that way. Why do we go to the cemetery to visit the graves of our relatives? Because there's a token, there's a monument, there's a gravestone, there's a monument that we can remember. So the point of these verses is that the rainbow is a memorial. And the key verse of this little passage here is verse 16, where God says, And the bow shall be in the cloud, and I will look upon it, that I may remember the everlasting covenant. See? So now you read this verse, and now the obvious question is, I mean, we're talking about God. I mean, does God, why does God need a reminder? Does he tie s- strings around his finger? I mean, you know, <laughs> how many things? Anyway, why does he do that? We need reminders. You know, we need calendars, and we need iPhones, and we need people to remind us like our wives. Anyways, why? Because we forget. That's what's the problem. And so we need reminders. But we're talking about God here. And so are we to understand that God is really busy and he has so much on his mind that he needs to remember that he can forget things? So he's saying to this angel, now don't you let me... (laughs) Is God going around heaven telling angels, I'm holding you responsible (laughs) because I could forget this and if I do, it's all your fault. No, Uh, we're (laughs) we're not saying that. Clearly, God is not in danger of forgetting anything And clearly, he does not need reminders so that he doesn't forget. That's our problem. Well, if it's not a reminder for God to not forget, then what are we to understand about God from verse 16 when he says, I will look upon it that I may remember the everlasting covenant. We are to understand that it's not an issue of him forgetting, but it's an issue of what he loves to remember what he loves to be reminded of, what he loves to have as a memorial. The rainbow is a memorial of how God said he would never again make the waters of flood to destroy all flesh. So we are to understand from this that God loves to look at the memorial, and he loves to be brought back in mind to the time when he promised mercy for man, grace for man, That teaches us something very, very important about God. He loves to be reminded of what he loves. And what does God love to be reminded of? There's a principle here in those four simple words that God tells us. And there are four simple words that's found in Habakkuk 3.2. And those words are, in wrath, remember mercy. Speaking of God. In wrath, remember mercy. He loves to remember mercy in wrath. And what's the greatest exhibit of God's wrath and the greatest exhibit of God's mercy? That was a place and a time where God's greatest wrath was poured out and also his greatest mercy. And that's described in Psalm 8510 where he says, at this time and place, mercy and truth met together. And there wasn't a big conflict over that meeting. They had a very nice meeting together. Mercy and truth sat down. They met together. And righteousness and peace were so friendly with each other, it says righteousness and peace have kissed each other. They really were very compatible. Why? Well, that's the place. That's the time where the greatest wrath of God was poured out. And that was the place in the time where the greatest mercy of God was shown. That's Calvary. 
That's where the Lord Jesus Christ died on the cross. Because at the cross is where the truth that God is righteous and we are sinners and we deserve hell, where that truth and the mercy of God for us, they met together in a compatibility. They were compatible. We'll return with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, here on the Friendship with God radio program. We want to encourage you, as we mentioned at the start of our program, to support Jewish evangelism. We have a campaign called the Summer Blitz, and Tom Cantor, the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries, is sending out 108 missionaries around the United States in 14 Jewish cities in the U.S. and Canada, and we want to send out a few more missionaries to these cities so that the Jewish people can be reached with the gospel. Will you support lost Israel being reached with the gospel here in America, what a joy to stand before the Lord Jesus Christ one day and say, I helped find one of your lost sheep of the house of Israel. Here they are. And it's a joy to support Jewish evangelism. If you'd like to support us with your tax-free deductible donation, you can do so by going online to friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org, or calling us now or after the program at 800-247-3051, And at the cross is where the righteousness of God that demanded our just, that demanded justice be done against us, and the peace of God, they kissed each other. What a kiss that was. That was the time of the greatest outpouring of God's wrath. Why? Because in Isaiah 53, 6, it says, the Lord laid on him the iniquity of us all. Think about that. On the cross, the Lord Jesus Christ Bible says, was made sin for us. He was made sin for us. It's what happened. It says in Isaiah 53, 6, the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was for all men, for everyone, the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. So how is Isaiah 53, 6, The Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. How is that restated in the New Testament? That's what it's referring to. That's 2 Corinthians 5.21. He hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin. See, for he, Isaiah 53.6 would say, The Lord hath made him to be sin. Isaiah 53.6 would say, Hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. Who knew no sin? Isaiah 53, 9. He had done no violence, neither was there any deceit in his mouth. So, God the Father laid on him the iniquity of every single one of us here and every single one of us in the world. And then what happened? God saw all the sin of all men focused, focused like a magnifying glass, focuses the light to this heat. Focus now on one person. God saw every evil intention, every evil thought that was ever thought by every person, every evil word that was ever said by every person, every evil act that was ever done by every person. God saw it all, all these these evil intentions and thoughts and words and acts, and it was all now focused on one person, the Lord Jesus Christ. And all of those things are the things that angered God. And so now everything that has ever angered God 
that has ever brought out the wrath of God is now focused on one person, the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross. And then God decides to pour out his wrath, to pour out his judgment on all that sin now focused on one person, as it says in Isaiah 53.10, it pleased the Lord to bruise him, he hath put him to grief. And that one word, bruised, is very important because we see from that word that God poured out his greatest wrath and anger of all time on sin, now focused on one person with the word bruised, that's the meaning of Isaiah 53, 5, when it says, He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement or the punishment was on Him. And with His stripes we are healed. So in that wounding, in that bruising, in that beating, God poured out His wrath in the greatest display on one person. As it says in Isaiah 53:12, He bore the sin of many. And that great wrath, God had the greatest remembering of mercy where it says, as we've spoken about this morning in Breaking of the Bread, in Isaiah 53, 11, it says he justified many. So first of all, in verse 12, God introduces and he identifies the rainbow with the word token. He says it's a token. This is the token, he said, of the covenant. Then God speaks of the covenant as very personal. He said, this is a covenant which I make between me and you, Noah. We need reminders. You know, we need calendars and we need iPhones and we need people to remind us like our wives. Anyways, why? Because we forget. That's what's the problem. And so we need reminders. But we're talking about God here. And so are we to understand that God is really busy and he has so much on his mind that he needs to remember that he can forget things? So he's saying to this angel, now don't you let me... (laughs) (laughs) At that time, the process of it all resulted in he justified many. Isaiah 53, 12 says he made intercession for the transgressor. So at the cross was God's greatest wrath for sin and it was his greatest mercy to save sinners. And he loves to be reminded of that, just like with the rainbow. He loves to have a memorial that celebrates this, and it, because when he sees that, it makes him very happy. That carries us, this idea of the rainbow, and this idea of the memorial carries us then to 1 Corinthians eleven twenty four through 26, which is the passage for the breaking of bread, and said, when he'd given thanks, he break in and said, take eat, this is my body, which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. And after the same manner, he took the cup when he had supped, saying, this is the cup of the New Testament, I blood, this do ye as oft as you drink it in remembrance remembrance, memorial, token of me. For as often as you drink this blood and drink this cup, you do show forth. You cause to remember the Lord's death till he come. So some call it the Lord's Supper, some call it communion. But how is communion or the Lord's Supper viewed? And uh, maybe sometimes, you know, we come out of that service, that time, and we say to ourselves, I really didn't get anything out of that service at that time. That's not the issue. Because just as much as the rainbow was a reminder for man, God made it very clear in this passage, it was a reminder for God. And it brought him pleasure to think again and be brought back again to the time when he said, I won't destroy all flesh with the water anymore. 
And so the Lord's Supper is a reminder for God, and it brings Him pleasure for Him to see this memorial as He thinks about it again. So as a matter of fact, when we have a service like that, we're making a rainbow for God. And we can picture God saying the words of Genesis 9.16 when he said, I will look upon it, as he said about the rainbow, this could be said about the breaking of bread, I will look upon it and I will remember the everlasting covenant. The everlasting covenant of the gospel. He'll save man by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. God wants us as we come to that service, to be a rainbow that he can look on and have pleasant memories by, as we keep the Lord's Supper by being brought back to a place. There's something else that God likes to be reminded of as well for him to think on. And that's found in Malachi 3.16. And there it says that they that feared the Lord spake often one to another, and the Lord hearkened, so let me just rephrase that. The Lord that fe- the, they that feared the Lord spake often one to another. They gathered together. They did not forsake the assembling of themselves together. They that feared the Lord spake often one to another. And the Lord hearkened and heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord and that thought upon his name. So when you and I speak admirably about the Lord Jesus Christ, The Lord listens, and he orders that our conversations be written down as a remembrance for him in a book so that he can later go and look on that book and read it and remember what we said. That brings him pleasure. And God wants us, in this case, also to be a rainbow for him so that he can hear our conversations when we speak admirably about the Lord Jesus Christ, look on those and have pleasant memories And there's something else that God likes to be reminded of and for him to think about. And that's found in Exodus 28, 12 and 28, 29. Those two verses. So first of all, this is speaking about the clothing of the high priest. And it says in Exodus 28, 12, And thou shalt put two stones upon the shoulders of the ephod for stones of memorial. Unto the children of Israel, and Aaron shall bear their names before the Lord upon his two shoulders for a memorial. Now we know that these two stones had engraved six and six, the six, the twelve, the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. So that's what it means when it says this is a memorial to the children of Israel. And then the other verse in Exodus, same chapter, verse 29, it says, And Aaron shall bear the names of the children of Israel in the breastplate of judgment upon his heart and when he goeth in unto the holy place for a memorial before the Lord continually. God wants to always be reminded of the Jewish people. He wanted the priest's shoulder pieces and the breastplate to have the names of the tribes of the Jewish people engraved on them as he said for a memorial before the Lord continually. Are the Jewish people so close to God? Far from it. <laughs> Are they far from God? What Mildred said, you betcha, something like that. Yes. <laughs> so, do the Jewish people despise, have they been, as Tim mentioned earlier this morning, are they characterized by being those that despise and reject the Lord Jesus Christ today? Yes. But what brings God great pleasure 
is to be reminded of them. When we remind him of the Jewish people by asking God to protect them, when we remind him of the Jewish people by asking God to save them, to bring them to repentance. Another great day of fantastic teaching here on the Friendship with God radio program. Thank you for listening. We've got many things to announce for you here. You can sign up for Tom Cantor's daily devotional verse, which is available at friendshipwithgod.org. Just go to friendshipwithgod.org and click on sign up, and you'll be able to get Tom Cantor's Friendship with God daily devotional verse, as well as sign up for the newsletter from Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries. And when you sign up for the newsletter, you'll be able to hear about the Summer Blitz. Now, this is what we've been telling you all week long, the Jewish outreach campaign that we have that's going around the United States starting Monday, May 11th, all the way through August 3rd, where we go to 14 Jewish cities around the U.S. and Canada, and we take the gospel to the Jewish people to reach them, that they might be saved as well, too. And it's our heart's desire, it was Paul's desire, and it's the Lord's desire that is spoken of in Scripture that he wants his people to be saved. If you'd like to be a part of reaching lost Israel here in America, the Jewish people can be saved. Blindness has come in part, not in whole, to the Jewish people, so they can receive Jesus Christ as their Messiah, too. Help us to take resources, materials, and a gospel witness to them. We've got 108 missionaries going out. We want to send 110, maybe more. We need your support, tax-free deductible support. You can send it to us online at israelrestoration.org. Donate right online at israelrestoration.org. That's israelrestoration.org. Or you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org. Donate right online or call us now with your tax-free support for Jewish evangelism and support for this Bible teaching radio program. Our number is 800-247-3051, 800-247-3051. Again, 800-247-3051. Thanks for listening to Friendship with God.